brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Wine Soundtrack USA. Listen to the passion with which producers narrate their winery and their world in 30 Answers. Discover their stories, personalities, and passions. Hey, everybody. This is Allison Levine, and I'm here today at the Garage East Festival in Los Angeles, and I'm sitting with Gretchen Volker from Luna Heart Wines out of Santa Barbara. Welcome, Gretchen. How are you today? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Um, I am Garage East winemaker in all senses of the word, producing 250 cases of unfiltered, unfined wine from Santa Barbara County. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, do you own any vineyards or are you purchasing fruit? I do not own any vineyards. However, I am fortunate enough to get to work with vineyards that I have close relationships either with the owner or vineyard managers and will excitingly get to um, be growing my gruner um, from Martian Vineyard from this year on. That's fantastic. Um, So you're making gruner and Cabernet Franc and anything else? Um, So those are the cores of my program and I started with Sauvignon Blanc so it does surface from year to every once in a while uh, on certain vintages. Um, and this year I'll also be dabbling in Syrah from Ballard Canyon. Very exciting. So tell me, um, what was your first memory relevant to wine? So being from the East Coast, uh, Kendall Jackson was fine wine. And then my parents took me to Europe and brought me to Bordeaux and Champagne and I really got a chance to see what fine wine truly was and that's what inspired me to to try the industry. And did you always know that this was an industry you were going to pursue? I did not. Um, I have always been surrounded by creative people but I'm a very scientifically minded person and when I found wine I really felt like it was a way for me to be creatively expressive and using my science background at the same time. And so when it comes to grapes, is there a variety that you think is the perfect variety? Absolutely not. Um, I think that that's one of the many beauties of being a winemaker is finding passion in all varietals. Um, and recently in Santa Barbara County, we found out that a lot of Morvedra is actually Graciano and marketing teams are freaking out. But a lot of winemakers are excited because in reality, it's some of our best wines and it's excited to get behind something new. Very exciting. And um, what do you think a non-drinker loses out by not tasting your wine? Oh, good question. (laughs) I have a few friends that are non-drinkers, and I'm fortunate enough to get to share my wines with them in in other forms, such as juice um, and just sharing aromatics with them as well. And so I think that there are ways to experience it without being a drinker. And um, do you use social media uh, to promote your winery? Yes. (laughs) Which ones are you using? Yeah, so Facebook and Instagram, um, but no Twitter. No Twitter. (laughs) Um, So if you were running an ad about your wine, do you think you'd put your own face on there to promote it? I think that by the nature of the business and garage use winemaking, I would have to, but I don't necessarily feel that it's 100% necessary. (laughs) 
So your face is not necessarily the selling point of Luna. No, the wines are fantastic, but it's a part of the story. And um, do you collect wine or do you have a little cellar at home? Oh, yes. So what is uh, the most expensive bottle you've got in there right now? Um, Actually, before my parents even knew that I would end up in the wine industry, for my 21st birthday, they gave me a case of Vouvray from the year I was born. So I still have about eight of those bottles and they <laughs> definitely are my most cherished possessions. And um, if you're drinking anything from your cellar right now, is there anything in particular giving you the most satisfaction? I really have been enjoying um, Burn Cottage Pinot. I did a vintage down in, in New Zealand and it's a big part of what actually drew me to Gruner, um, is where I've connected with that varietal at first. Um, and so I've been drinking some 2013 Burn Cottage Pinots right now. And if uh, space aliens were to land on your property, <laughs> which of the wines from your cellar would you give them to taste? Oh, wow. Of your wines. Of my wines. Probably my Aurora blend because it is very unique. Uh, it's Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon and Roussan and Viognier. So Bordeaux meets Rhone and it's fantastic, but so different. <laughs> and if you are traveling the world abroad or when you travel the world abroad, what's the best uh, international wine that you've ever drunk? And while you're at that, what's the worst one you've ever had? Okay. So my favorite wine I've ever had in my life um, was a unfiltered, unfined, skin-fermented, dry Gewürztraminer called Libiamo um, from Milton in Gisborne. And it was just so unique and fantastic. And I am trying to find their newer vintages of this wine. Um, and the worst would probably be some extremely cheap, you know, small restaurant French wine where it was not very good. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, we always say that each vintage tells a different story. I mean, do you agree with that? And do you think that there are more things that repeat themselves or, you know, the opposite? I think that that's definitely true. Um, I think that especially in, I mean, it's interesting because in California we have beautiful weather. So in the past, it seemed like there was less vintage uh, difference. But uh, with the current, with the more recent years, I feel like it's really started to show more and more because we're starting to get a little bit more extreme weather during harvest or we get so many great years and then the vines are tired after a certain amount of time. And so you really do see that and it's not, necessarily across all varietals sometimes it can be one varietal or the other and what do you think about wine critics and scores um, they're great marketing tools but it's so subjective <laughs> it's so subjective <laughs> <laughs> okay some quick questions we're gonna get out to wine this is you as a consumer yeah. do you prefer red white or rosé a hundred percent depends on the mood but not rosé okay <laughs> still or sparkling wine Sparkling. Um, regarding sparkling wine, champagne or from somewhere else? Usually somewhere else. Oh, such as? I really have been enjoying all these funky pet neck Californian wines lately. Okay. And have you, um, when it comes to pairing, have you ever paired white wine with meat or red wine and fish and just broken all the rules? A little bit. I, uh, the Aurora White that I mentioned before, actually I designed that to be a rule breaker. Um, and so it is a white wine that you can take to a barbecue. And um, now we're going to skip over to another topic, movies. Do you have a favorite film dedicated to wine? Oh, boy. What is the one with uh, Alan Rickman? 
bottle shock. Bottle shock. Definitely. Um, another thing is that some people read tea leaves in the bottom of a cup. If you could read the bottom of a w- red wine glass, what would you like it to reveal? Oh, I like that. Because since my wines are unfiltered and unfined, sometimes there may be a little bit of sediment in the last glass of the last bottle. So what should they be telling us? I think it should tell you a reflection of the way the wine makes you feel. And um, on a side note, like what sign of the zodiac are you? Capricorn. And when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh boy, went all over the place. I guess it started off and was mostly being a veterinarian. And then I discovered that I'm really a plant nerd and animals are cool and all, but there's so much more to plants. <laughs> so you found your place in a vineyard. Yes. And when you're not working, how do you spend your free time? Um, I'm a big hiker and horseback rider. So when it comes to sports, do you do any other sports? Is horseback riding sort of your main activity? That's the main one. Um, I played volleyball growing up and I was actually a, a huge band nerd, marching band nerd. <laughs> what instrument? Um, I played tenor sax and wow. the marimba. The marimba. Okay. And um, are you a supporter of any sports teams? And, um, well, I guess which sport? So um, from childhood, I am a huge Philadelphia Flyers hockey fan. And if your team won, what bottle would you give them? What bottle of wine? Cap Franc. Cap Franc, okay. I feel like it goes with hockey well, you know? <laughs> a little bit of like fantastically earthy Cap Franc. So if you were planning a really romantic evening, what kind of wine would you order? Um, Something obscure and complex. I love to order the most obscure, you know, something you don't see every day on a wine list. And um, you were saying that the first, well, what was the first memorable wine you drank and the occasion? I honestly don't have a single one other than the one I already mentioned as being my favorite, but that was relatively recently. Well, you'll have to find that first memorable wine. (laughs) And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I don't know. I just, I really think that everybody should just go out and, and follow their dreams. And I've always been pushed to do so and had the guts to do so. And, and I think it's so important. Complete the sentence. A table without wine is like... <laughs> is like a beach without sand. Ooh, okay. And if you had a VIP of any sort um, photographed by paparazzi in a restaurant, on the table is one of your bottles in all its glory. What famous person would you like to have drinking your wine? Kristen Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your proudest achievement in your work to date? Luna Hart, honestly, launching this company has been a, it's shown its challenges. I've gone through trademarking issues. I've had to re, rebrand and keep fighting. And, and I've worked my way up from one barrel of 24 cases to what I am now, which is only 20, 250, but it's still a long way from where I started. Congratulations. Do you think we'll still be drinking wine in 2,000 years time? I sure hope so, but in current climate, that's doubtable. <laughs> If you were going to a deserted island or to outer space, just somewhere where you didn't have access to wine, what would be the three wines you would take with you? Um, a really good dry Gewurz and um, a Loire Valley Cab Franc and a Pinot from the Santa Rita Hills. Um, do you, who do you think around the world drinks the best quality wines? 
I am not sure. Probably, well, in my biased opinion, German people. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love to hear that. <laughs> But who doesn't love a good Riesling? Yeah, exactly. And so many to choose from. <laughs> Do you have any good luck rituals for when harvest is about to start? I don't have any specific ones, but I really take the time to enjoy the, the calm before the storm and, and take a few sunrise mornings in the vineyard before it all starts. And have you ever captured any signs or omens each year that predicts the outcome of what harvest will be? No. No. <laughs> Um, they say that many producers walking in their own cellars speak to the wines in the barrels. Do you? And if so, what do you say to them? Oh, 100%. I ask them how they're doing every day, and, and we'll talk to them as I taste, and ask them what they think they, what treatment they need, especially with reds when they're in bat, and I'm trying to decide on cap management and how long to keep them on their skins. <laughs> do they talk back to you? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends how much I've tasted. <laughs> So, um, what is one winemaking area in the world that you would like to explore still? Oh boy, top two right now are um, Alsace and Austria. Fantastic. So we're not quite finished yet because okay. it's time to do a little game that we play here at Wine Soundtrack, and I'm going to pick a few different wine varieties, and I want you to tell me what song you would pair with it. So, Gewurztraminer. Oh boy, Gewurztraminer, Lucy in the Sky. Ooh, okay. Um, Cabernet Franc. <laughs> um, something from Frank Sinatra. Okay. Um, Sauvignon Blanc uh, from New Zealand. Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Girls just want to have fun. Um, Pinot Noir from Santa Rita Hills. Um, the Hills are alive. <laughs> And uh, Champagne. Um, something from Edith Piaf. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you can just quickly remind us where people can find your wines, what's your website? So it's lunahartwines.com, which is uh, Luna Heart, as in H-A-R-T, wines. And do you have a tasting room where people can visit you or where can they taste it? I do not have a tasting room. However, I do private tastings by appointment and can also come to a spot as well. Fantastic. Well, we will see you in Santa Barbara or perhaps in our homes. Thanks, Gretchen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a new episode of Wine Soundtrack USA. For details and updates, visit our website, winesoundtrack.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.